Good evening, and welcome back to Monsters Never Die, the Talk Film Society podcast where Matt Carrione and Jacob DeNoble talk about monster movies as well as their remakes, reboots, and ripoffs. Last month we made a trip from Amity Island to the Bahamas with the Jaws series, and now we're back to take a look at just a few of the many ripoffs that were in its wake. I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Jacob DeNoble. I just got back from nature, and now I'm terrified of nature. Nature's the worst. Oh, How no the- <laughs> good things in nature. How the heck are you, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. Uh, I feel like we haven't talked in about six months, even though it's been only been like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, time is no longer real, and we're just all, you know... Surviving by by watching Orca, that's, that's the only way you can get through this. And that's quarantine. what everyone does. Yeah, that, I, that's that's what I've been seeing on Twitter. You know, day in and day out, it's just people going, "Man, I can't get enough of this Orca." <laughs> oh, Orca! We'll get to that in a little bit. It's about a killer whale, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He's the he's the good guy. Anyway, um, let's introduce some guests. That sounds lovely. All right. Uh, real quick, first, uh, first up, we have uh, Stephanie Crawford. You can find her on the internets uh, over at uh, Daily Grindhouse, Bloody Disgusting, etc., etc., etc. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I have a touch of the orca fever, but I think this is really going to help. <laughs> is that love of orca, or is that like a negative orca? Do you want spoilers? It's love. <laughs> Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Our second guest this week, we're doing this now, we have guests, it's crazy. Uh, It's uh, a person that I've known for, good lord, how long have I known this man? 15 years, maybe more? That sounds about Uh, right. That sounds about right. Uh, He's the host of Movie Dumpster, uh, a really awesome podcast. Uh, Joe Lascola, how are you, Joe? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited. You've had me on your show before, and uh, it's only right that I return the favor and have you on Monsters Never Die. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we usually bring Matt on for uh, whenever we kick off our Trick or Trash uh, Halloween month for October, so he'll be back again this year, too, so <laughs> we're excited. I'm very, excited and, I'm very excited, and hopefully we discuss something uh, a little bit better than American Werewolf in uh, Paris. Oh, we got something good for you. Don't you worry. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, and just like we had with our Jaws special, we have a super special guest. Uh, he's our resident animal expert, uh, Carlo D'Amico. How are you, sir? I'm good. How, how, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm also sitting right next to you, so it's weird that you would ask me how I'm doing. Yeah, I know. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I regretted it. <laughs> so the gang's all here. Uh, before we get into the show proper... Uh, first off, let's run down real quick what we're going to be discussing uh, today in detail. We're going to be discussing Orca, uh, the Dino De Laurentiis uh, production from the late 70s, uh, Cruel Jaws. <sighs> also known as Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws. Ugh. Sure, sure. Uh, both original Piranha films. Uh, we're going to be dis- discussing uh, William Girdler's Grizzly. Uh, Deep Blue Sea by Rennie Harlan and Jomi Collette Sarah's The Shallows. Uh, but before we get to the show, uh, just like he did last month, uh, here's Carlo. He's going to have some facts about the animals we're going to be discussing. Okay. Uh, so I'll talk a little bit more about sharks since you guys are going to be talking about shallows and Deep Blue Sea. 
Um, I honestly haven't seen Deep Blue Sea since I rented it from Blockbuster, so we're just going to skip over that one. Um, but at least with The Shallows, I have seen it um, somewhat recently, and it's probably the most reali- realistic depiction of a shark. Um, they purposely chose a female great white in the movie because females are more aggressive. They are also very territorial, um, and they do defend their food so that other sharks and other animals aren't eating the same thing that they're doing. So basically, I don't want to ruin the movie since you guys will talk about it, but it, it's basically the most realistic depiction of a shark, just a little to the extreme. Um, and then I'll talk about orcas since you guys are going to talk about Orca the movie. Yeah. Um, which orcas, I don't know if you guys have known this, but orcas are actually a dolphin. They're not whales. Well, all dolphins are whales, but not whales are dolphins, if that makes sense. Totally. They're all part of the same group, but, um, everyone calls orcas killer whales, which is not wrong, but they are actually more related to dolphins than they are to, um, regular whales. Um, these guys are extremely smart, very, very highly intelligent. They really like to be with other orcas. I'm sure if you've ever watched anything on Discovery Channel or Animal Planet, there's always pods of them hunting together, hanging out together. They are extremely social animals. Um, now, I have only seen the movie Orca on TV when I was probably 10, so I don't even know what happens in the movie. It gets revenge. <laughs> and I'm sure it gets that revenge. Yeah. Uh, don't know m- if that would happen in real life, though. <laughs> Carlo, the, um, I, I have they... a few facts from the movie that I just want to... I, can I get a smell test on you from? Um, sure. So one is that whales are, in fact, smarter than us. Um, <laughs> Which is a hard thing to just... You know, it's it's hard to tell one way or the other because, you know, we don't speak yeah. whale. But... Um, they also say that every time they sing, the content in their songs is more than four times the amount of content in the Bible. I don't really know how that's measured, but that is also another Orca fact from Orca. Oh, okay. Yeah, I raised my eyebrows a little when she said that. <laughs> and uh, also, they apparently have x-ray vision. Yeah, I'm going to say no to that one. Okay, yeah, no. all right, just checking. I, I just wanted to check in on those things. Do they hate drunken I mean, Irishmen? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do they hate I'm wizards? No, oh, I can't really say that. <laughs> um, I mean, they do have somewhat of a form of echolocation, like bottlenose dolphins do, and other dolphins. So I don't know if you would really hmm. consider that X-ray vision. It's more sonar than mm-hmm. X-ray vision, but they do have somewhat of a echolocation to them, just not as advanced as the bottlenose dolphins. Hmm. Okay, so more Daredevil than Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Pretty nice. much. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what else to really talk about orcas. I unfortunately have never worked with orcas. In order to work with orcas and a lot of um, dolphin species, you actually have to have a degree in psychology because they are so incredibly intelligent. On top of your animal <sighs> science or marine mm. biology degree, you have to have a psychology degree because... They are problem solvers, and you need to figure out how to work with them and think like them. The velociraptor of the sea. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) So I've never worked with them, but I do have to say orcas are the reason that I do what I do. Um, 
I remember going to SeaWorld, which I know SeaWorld is a touchy subject now, but I am totally for SeaWorld. If, yeah, if I never went to SeaWorld, I would not be working in the animal field. So, I mean, yes, I work with a sloth, and I work with monkeys, and I work with seals, and penguins, and sharks, and all these amazing animals, but if it wasn't me going to SeaWorld when I was in high school, I probably would have never even pursued this career. I've always loved animals and always wanted to work with them, but seeing the orca show and the dolphin show at SeaWorld is like, yeah, I want to do that with my life. <laughs> That's fantastic. And uh, Carlo, so, you know, you've mentioned the sharks and you mentioned the orca. Does your aquarium have any piranhas or bears? We do not have bears. <laughs> <laughs> because if they had bears, I would be there every day. Yes. I mean, we have a sloth and everybody thinks that he's a bear, but he's <laughs> definitely not. Where's that long on um, koala? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, we don't currently have any piranha, but we used to have piranha. Ooh. Yeah, we had um, red, berry, red belly piranhas, which I think are the most common out of all of them. They're kind of boring. They, they <laughs> yeah, they are. They are nothing. The movies turn them into, like, super, super villains. Yeah. I mean, I have... The piranhas that we had, obviously, we fed them every single day. They were very well fed. So you could put your hand and whole arm in the tank and the piranhas would just look at you and be like, what are you doing? Like, and just swim to the other side. You're like, okay, fine. You fix whatever you're fixing over there and we'll stay on this side. <laughs> it's really the piranhas, like, especially during the dry seasons in the Amazon, when the rivers start uh, drying up, that's when the piranhas go a little crazier because it's getting harder to find food. The water's shallower. And, you know, they're not in as deep water, which is what they're comfortable in. So that's when they start going a little more like the movies portray mm. them, but probably not to that extreme. Yeah. They don't fly. I mean, they do not fly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, they when they are extremely hungry and haven't had a meal in a very long time, they can strip meat to the bone in a matter of seconds. So the movies haven't lied about that. Hell yeah. Been there, am I right, everybody? Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Um, anyone have any other questions before we get on with the movies? I'm going to say no. All right, then. Fantastic. <laughs> Carlo, yet again, this has been my favorite part of the show, and I'm going to try and find excuses to bring you on to talk about <laughs> animals anytime we get a chance. Hey, sounds good to me. Thank you for coming on. No problem. Have fun, guys. Bye. <laughs> so, Matt, what does that lead us into? That leads us into Orca, the killer whale. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Where we're going to unlearn everything we just learned. <laughs> we need to unlearn everything, and then we need to learn about the killer whale. Um, it is one of the most intelligent creatures in the universe. Incredibly, it is the only animal other than man who kills for revenge. He has one mate, and if she is harmed by man, he will hunt down that person with a relentless, terrible vengeance across seas, across time, somehow. Across all obstacles. <laughs> That's my favorite line in the description. Across time. That is across Prime, time. Like this fucking thing gets in like the TARDIS and he's like, oh, we're going. We're, we're, we're going to go across time to find my mate. It's, it's oh. primarily forward through time that he hunts. <laughs> okay, so in 1977, uh, producer extraordinaire uh, Dino De Laurentiis wanted to make some money because Jaws was very popular. And uh, he was good at chasing trends. And... He bankrolled Orca, which was uh, 
yeah, based on a, uh, a, a little story uh, with an uncredited screenplay by uh, Robert Town, which uh, kind of blows my mind <laughs> that he would go from, you know, Chinatown to Orca, but sure, go on, I... Rob. It's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie, I hadn't seen it since I was about 10 years old. I didn't remember anything from this. Uh, it's it's a movie. Uh, all of these humans in it are god awful. <laughs> I, I think it's a classic, man. I love this film. Uh, it's good. It's good, but like, I don't know. When your lead character is a shark hunter, I'm well, like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Well, I, uh, I describe the movie in my notes as what might be the world's first anti-human blockbuster, <laughs> in that you are entirely and at all times on the side of the orca yeah and the movie always wants you to be on the side of the orca (laughs) which i i think is fascinating there's a um dino de Laurentiis quote about his king kong where he's talking about he goes when et die everybody cry when king kong die (laughs) nobody cry when my king kong die everybody cry (laughs) and i I feel like (laughs) this movie is kind of like Explosion of that ethos. Uh, we uh, so this ca- go ahead. this cast is very good. Uh, you have English Bob Richard Harris. Oh yeah, uh, as as the uh, grizzled uh, fisherman. Uh, you have Charlotte Rampling, uh, kind of slumming it here. Uh, you have Bo Derek, sure, and uh, you have Will 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 Sampson showing up. Uh, uh, movie fans might know him as Chief from uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, he's great in uh, this. I he's my favorite character. Me too. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's the only character I actually cared about, and was like, yeah, I like him. This guy's actually smart. <laughs> uh, everyone else is uh, just trolling along. Oh, sure are. It's Orca. So Stephanie, earlier you were you were mention- you were teasing your your thoughts on Orca, and I just I'd, I'd love to hear some more. Oh, I, I it's just a lot of fun. Um, and you're right with I right off the bat I always root for the animals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the circumstances, but I think if you were maybe on the fence, once that whale fetus splats on the floor oh, of God. the boat, there is no one who wants those human beings to live. No. Uh, just Will Sampson. Not at all. Like, I want him to, like, ride off in, into the sunset of the ocean with Orca. Um, but no, it's great. It, um, they really highlight how psychic Orcas are because their sonar makes them psychic somehow. Um, sure. But then you'll just have a fella kind of leaning slightly to the left off a boat and then chomp just right off. So oh, yeah. they spend a lot of time talking about their intelligence. Uh, there's a lot of brutality. Uh, and I, I did write down when Free Willy stops being polite and starts being Orca, <laughs> but then I said, you shouldn't say that, but I just said it. So Orca, orca in the sheets, Free Willy in the streets? Yes. <laughs> uh, that Orca is quite industrious, by the way. Uh, kind of blew my mind when it destroyed an oil refinery. Oh, yeah, it, man. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. The best part of that is that he somehow destroys an oil refinery. I'm still kind of unclear how, but then he does a celebratory little jump out of the water that is just yes. the cutest damn thing. Which is the same jump out they keep using. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's good every time. <laughs> it is. We did a deep dive of Orca um, a couple episodes ago on, on Movie Dumpster, and we compared the book to the film. Um, okay. And in the book, 
that scene has the whale essentially pushing down a fishing net and colliding two boats into each other, and that causes the explosion. Um, oh, shit. Which is a little bit more believable than, like, hey, I'm going to jump up on the dock and knock these pipes off. And then... <laughs> And then knock a uh, what a lantern over, and then the whole refinery yes. like explodes. The whole island. There's explodes. a lot of there's a lot of lanterns. Oh yeah, that fall over in the in this. Movie. Hey, the Great uh, Chicago Fire. You know, if a cow can exactly. start that, why can't an orca do that with a refinery? Chipmunk, orca, same difference, right? Uh, I'm realizing we we haven't given the the basic premise of Orca, so this might oh, be shit. generally confusing if you haven't seen it, which is I would imagine a lot of people. Um, basically, just a, a a shark hunter asshole accidentally kills a uh, an orca. Well, accidentally. Well, he's not really Ooh, trying. Wrong orca. Died. He feels bad about it, and uh, the orca. Yeah. Huge question mark. The orca is pregnant, and the the fetus splashes out onto the deck, Ugh. and they just like hose it off into the ocean. And this upsets that that orca's mate. I was gonna say husband, but I don't. I don't think they believe in God. Orcas. Um, so they're not monogamous either. It's <laughs> not a requirement, I guess, for getting married. But. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then so now this orca, the movie is essentially Death Wish, but with an orca instead of yeah. Charles Bronson, and yeah. so the orca just gets revenge on the one specific guy who killed his orca bride. Yeah, it's the Punisher and of the then, Sea, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that guy deserves it. And he, he does it cleverly, too, though. He, he does more than just, like, try and chomp him down. He turns the town against the man, which is... Yeah, he, like, scares the shit out of him. By, by sinking everybody's boats... And uh, he just, he has a lot of clever machinations. Big fan of this, this, uh, this uh, orca. Mm-hmm. He's a rabble uh, rouser. He's so cute. <laughs> I like the, I really like the kills in this movie. Uh, Bo Derek's kill is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, not only does she get her leg bitten off in like a brutal fashion, that she has a house collapse on her. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fantastic. Bo Derek uh, is literally here to get her leg bitten off. That's all she does. That's all she's uh, here for uh, like Stephanie said, there's uh, this orca will be all majestic and then just like pop out of the water and like eat a guy, yeah. just like he eats the 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 guy with the the curly hair. I never caught his name. I've, you know what I'm talking about. I've already forgotten. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's uh, the only one who gets like not directly murdered by the orca and doesn't deserve it is Will Sampson. Yeah, I, if he just went out the other door, he would have been fine. Yeah, he gets killed by an iceberg. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. And, I, how, uh, how spoilery are, do we get in this? Podcast? Oh yeah, wait, I'm tell sorry. him everything. Oh, it's I, fine. okay, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't because I was I trying to like I, you know <laughs> watch what I say. I will say I do love a movie where everyone dies, uh, and this is it. Except because, for our hero, the yeah. orca. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but all the human characters are dead. Well, Charlotte well, the villain die. <laughs> She gets saved by what? the helicopter. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. She, she's like, oh, I'm stuck on this iceberg. Wait a second. Before Will Sampson dies, he calls in the cavalry to come get them. It's fine. She lost tenure, so like, she's, she's over. Her career is dead. The, the orca destroyed her career, not, not her life, so... The Arctic photography at the end is really cool. This movie gets oh, yeah. beautiful. This movie is, it has such a nice, like, almost hammer horror vibe. It feels very... Between, look, between... It's a very pretty movie. Between the way that it's, like, the cinematography and Ennio Morricone's score, like, mm -hmm. the movie is beautiful. 
Um, it's it's super nice to look at. Um, it's it's comfy for me. It has that Italian vibe to it that I really like. That '70s Italian vibe, um, and I think that's why I, I, this film gets extra points for me. But it's also like it's a, again uh, we've already talked about it. But like it, it's a great uh, nature versus man rather than man versus nature. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as a Jaws ripoff goes, um, this is was absolutely 100% made as a cash-in. But as far as ripping off Jaws, I don't agree with that. This is completely Mm -hmm. its own thing. Um, And particularly the thing I like about it is that the the thing that you're supposed to be scared of or what you would think you would be scared of, like, i.e. the shark in Jaws, or i.e. the orca. The orca is actually the one, you know, you're rooting for. You're cheering for. Yeah, right, and he's the hero, and and, and we're we're the, 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 uh, the villain. Um, and I'm into that. I think you almost have to do that with an orca, though, because sure. orcas are inherently not scary looking because they got them big, cute faces. <laughs> Even though they are the apex predator of the ocean. That's true. Yeah, that's how I they mean, get I, you, I, man. They, they are killer dolphins, I guess, as we've learned. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, they just they look cuddly. There's a reason Free Willy is, like, cute and fun. Well, sure, yeah. They, they, sell, they sell a lot better than, I guess, sharks do, right? And plushes. <laughs> yep. But um, Joe, those numbers. No? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, if you enjoyed the uh, the uh, the '70s Italian vibe of this one, uh, what what do you think about our, our next film, which might also have a '70s Italian vibe? Uh, Jaws Five: Cruel Jaws. Okay, I love I love Bruno Mattei. I hate Cruel Jaws. What? And, and the reason I hate Cruel Jaws. Is because it's seventy five percent of Enzo Castellare's The Last Shark, uh-huh. and I love that movie with Vic Morrow. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's like we're taking tidbits. F- you're okay. <laughs> okay, wrap your head around this. Bruno Mattei is ripping off an American property and then ripping off a rip off, an Italian rip off of an American property, and then putting it all together with like like little bullshit that he shot and then like parts of jaws and jaws 2 and then and then again like most of the movie is is the last shark uh great white um even the plot is from the last shark yeah but it's like if you enjoy the last shark this is just that but like this is a sweet version of it's like alternate of the last universe last footage yeah <laughs> With Hulk you got Hogan? discount Hulk Hogan and, <laughs> and, a, and a cop named Francis. It's tedious and to me. Knock off John Williams music. It's a shame too because oh my God. So, Woof. some of Bruno Mattei's best work is his ripoffs. Um, yeah, how can you be a fan of him and not appreciate that about him? Oh no, I do appreciate that about him. But like, I don't know this this. It's mostly not his though, right? Like Shocking Dark and Robo War are great ripoffs of Terminator <laughs> 2 and Predator, but like this is just like I'm ripping off a movie that's already ripped off, and most of my movie is another movie, right? <laughs> See, I, I kind of love that. I, I love the the, the recontextualization of existing footage. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's fun to me, and it's... the the stuff that he added is all weird enough to be fun. Yeah, I I love this. This is great. You have. Uh, you have, like I said, you have discount Hulk Hogan as Quint. You have a nerd who is so obsessed with sharks that he won't fuck his girlfriend as Hooper. And then there's a third guy, I guess, that they hang out with. And uh, I don't know that they constantly like. 
even the original scenes are blatant ripoffs of other scenes. The the mayor has his "my son was there too" speech, and uh, they also sure. do the bad attempt yeah. at the Jurassic Park speech about the Velociraptors when <laughs> he's yelling at the kid. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. When does this come out? Like 1995, right? Yeah. It comes out yes. in 95, and it's like utilizing footage from like the 70s. I don't know. It's hilarious. Uh, Stephanie, what'd you think? <laughs> Yeah, it's shocking to me this is uh, 1995 because it, it feels <laughs> at least 20 years older than that, which is a plus for me. Uh, no, it, it, it's it's a complete goofer, and I knew that going in. <laughs> I knew of its reputation. The title, Cruel Jaws, I feel like you know exactly what you're going in for, and I just love the mm-hmm. things where like a sweet little girl in a wheelchair will appear. And you're like, okay, you're in a sequel exploitation Italian horror movie. How cruel is Cruel Jaws gonna be? Is she gonna die or almost die? And that really had me engaged to see what happened. <laughs> the little girl in the wheelchair. Because, uh, you know, it's Chekhov's uh, little girl in a wheelchair. She's, <laughs> she's not gonna be in the background. Um, but also, uh, the character Billy uh, just mm, meant mm-hmm. a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> is is that the, the our main aquatic nerd man yeah, who doesn't he, really he seem to know that. anything about sharks? <laughs> Just the cop solemnly asking him, so what are sharks? <laughs> <laughs> and I had to write down because it was so perfect. Well, we know there's sort of a locomotive with a mouthful of butcher's <laughs> knives. <laughs> All they sort really of. know how to do is swim, eat, and make baby sharks. <laughs> and that's all. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. <laughs> so cross him off your suspect list. You see, this movie's great. And of course, once and for all, Billy, it's the fish or me. <laughs> he just—he loves sharks so much, and he doesn't love his Billy. girlfriend at all. Uh, I also love the scene where the woman is spooked by a shark and she just starts holding a gas container sideways over her head and then somebody else shoots a flare gun and then she explodes and then the boat explodes. That's realistic, though. Things get crazy out there. You, it's more human air than um, Jaws air normally. Mm. Jo- Joe, is that original footage or is that from The Last Shark? Do you know? Um, I'm pretty sure that's original footage. Okay, well, that was the best nice. part of the movie. I, so. <laughs> I literally just went to go see it uh, at the Mahoning Drive-In. Um, they, they showed The Last oh, Shark. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was really awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to say they played this. Oh, no, why? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's, that's another thing because I had like just watched that. And then I watched this and I'm like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it has its charm, but like, I don't know. I can confirm the other uh, ripoff driving is awesome. <laughs> I think it's a little interesting. It do, by having the mob subplot that it has, it ends yeah. up kind of combining Jaws the book, Jaws the movie, and then Jaws yeah, three weird. with the uh, like the theme park. Yeah, there was a mob shark movie though, wasn't there? The animated one. <laughs> 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 there were literally mob sharks. Shark Tale. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Scorsese's in it as a, as a fish. Yes, he yeah. is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, I also watched this movie. <laughs> is that, are you done? Is that all you have to say? Uh, the movie is 95 minutes. It took me four and a half hours to watch. Oh. Let's move on to the next movie. Hold on. I want to say one last nice thing about Cruel Jaws. You, know, you guys are all going to yell at me about this, but 
I'll get you, motherfucking shark, is a better line than smile, you son of a bitch. Mm. Uh, 100% agree. <laughs> okay, great. It's a good line. All right. Moving on to Piranha then, baby. Can, can we hit up our uh, Joe Dante uh, quota? Mm-hmm. We, we, we have to talk about him every episode somehow. <laughs> we do. It's, it's part of our contract. Uh, yeah, Piranha. This movie is fantastic. It's, uh, it's a uh, Roger Corman production. Uh, I think we have to talk about him every episode yeah. as well. Um, He's always in there <clears throat> somehow. Dante. Always in there. Uh, Joe Dante. He brings around his uh, regular cast of characters. Kevin McCarthy, Dick Miller. Mm. Uh, Paul Bartel. Great, oh my God, Paul Bartel in this movie. He's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Paul Bartel is always fantastic. I love him so much. Uh, basically, it's uh, it was, uh, like Joe said before, not as much of a ripoff as it is a cash-in. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's it's got this awesome little summer camp subplot. It's got weird mutant fish with legs that walk around subplot which doesn't go anywhere but is I love that fucking cool. thing the little stop motion guy is, he's awesome yeah. that's uh, when you know you're yeah. watching a good movie is when you don't need a stop motion Phil Tippett fish monster but it just gives you a stop motion Phil Tippett Wait, fish monster just like as a little that, bonus where's that movie going on like I want to follow that thing <laughs> Uh, according to Dante, uh, I was watching the uh, commentary, and he said the original ending was going to be that thing like coming out of the water and being like sixty feet tall and attacking the, like a bridge oh, somewhere. But they didn't have the money to do that. <laughs> yeah, good luck with Corman with that kind of yes. thing. Yeah. Uh, in addition to all this cool stuff, you have a great screenplay by John Sayles. Uh, this movie just it moves. Mm. There's like never a dull moment. Mm. Uh, I only just saw mm. this for the first time like two years ago, three years ago. Really. Mm. I've seen it like six or seven times since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I love this movie. It is one of my favorite Joe Dante movies. Uh, Jake, Jacob, uh, what are your thoughts on the the Piranhas? Oh, man. So this movie's great. It's Dante's first solo movie. Um, he had done, I guess, mm-hmm. Hollywood Boulevard together with uh, Alan Arkish before that. But um, it's uh, just it's him riding solo. And, you know, it. it's so nice that he is so fully formed out of the gate. You know, this is... The exact Piranha movie he would have made in 1988 if he had the same amount of money. Um, it's great. Uh, Dante says that Corman demanded several climaxes, which is why you have both a children's camp and a lake resort attack. And that's proof Whoa. that he's Hell a genius yes. because much worse movies <laughs> would only have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you see a bunch of kids get eaten by piranhas. That's, uh, you know, yes. you're, you're constantly worried then from then on. The piranha's noise is super cute. I love that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's like a, it's like a high pitched like boiling. It <laughs> is not at all what I imagine piranhas sound like in the real world, but it feels so right. I'm not, That's exactly great. what they sound like. <laughs> I'm not into ASMR, but I, I would try that out. <laughs> Sign me up, actually. Now that you're thinking, oh, now I'm thinking about it. Uh, kevin mccarthy's great in this yeah yeah. he's always great Uh, i love i love how he's like this evil mad scientist but then like he has that classic turn where like he turns like into a hero (laughs) like moments before his demise well he's redeemed uh question mark he's redeemed (laughs) sure uh why are you let him out (laughs) don't let him out uh stephanie Thoughts on Piranhas? I mean, uh, I think uh, everyone's been covering it pretty great. I'm a huge Joe Dante <laughs> fan, and it yes. it is great seeing him uh, 
start out his career <laughs> like this. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard's a lot of fun, but you, you can feel the green on it. This one, I don't feel like you can. I feel like uh, he really took every opportunity to try to do something original, uh, try to make it as cinematic as humanly possible. Uh, it has a lot of fun to it, uh, but it's actually pretty chilling a lot of time. I think they handle uh, the scenes with the kids really well. Uh, normally, yeah. <laughs> kids in movies like this, I'm like, get them out, get them out, get them out. I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> uh, and like some of my favorite scenes uh, were with the kids, uh, especially with the flotation that when they're all on floaties and trying to get out really quick. Uh, yes. Oh, that scene gets me every time. <laughs> Um, the only thing I don't like about it is that it does have so many Dante mainstays, but there's no Robert Picardo. He can't be mm, mm, True, true. I, he would come later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe? Uh, you guys uh, pretty much uh, saying, saying my feelings with your words. Um, this is not my favorite Dante by a long shot, but again... Um, oh, it's not mine either, but I... It's up there. Oh, yeah, sure. And plus, again... On any given day, if someone asked me what my favorite Dante was, I would come up with a different answer every day. Yeah, prob- yeah probably. I, like, I think it, currently, it, yeah, it's the yeah. burbs. <laughs> it's, it's usually... It's like it's like the Howling Explorers or, or Gremlins for me. Like, it, it, like those three on rotation. Um, those are my mm. favorites. But... This, but can, um, I think it's pretty safe to say yeah, this is lot, better than of, any Jaws sequel, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, without a uh, doubt. Uh... Y- yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very partial to part three. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be the one who declares that because my second favorite Jaws movie is Jaws for the Revenge. So you know, I take that with a grain of salt. Oh, you mean the movie that ripped off Orca? Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I think we're in agreement. Uh, Piranha rules. Yeah. Do you know what rules much less than Piranha? Is it Piranha 2 The Spawning? <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the thing. This movie's dumb as shit. <laughs> I love it. I love this movie. I love Lance Henriksen being a good dad. I I love that cheap-ass couple. I love the 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 girl who wants to get a doctor. I I love uh the yeah the girl who wants to get a doctor and she ends up with a dentist. I I love uh the woman who's constantly hitting on the lifeguard. This movie has a lot of dumb, ridiculous characters. It all works for me. This movie is not great, but I love it. It's Piranha 2 the Spawning, directed by Jimmy Cameron. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> I uh, accidentally watched the director's cut. Because that was That's available for free on YouTube, and okay. that was where I decided to watch this. It's much worse. Uh, I love James. I love James Cameron, but my hot take is I don't think any of his director's cuts are better than his theatricals. And but his director's cut here is mostly just taking out the stuff that Ovidio Asantis, the uh, producer who later fired yes. James Cameron from this movie and then took over directing to add a bunch of like goofy comedy and nudity. Uh, so the version I watched took out most of that. And that's oh, no. kind of a bummer when you're watching <laughs> Piranha 2 The Spawning and it's like kind of dour. That's what you're there for, right? <laughs> Don't watch your U- movies on YouTube, people. You should You should pay money to see movies. <laughs> But uh, this is an interesting because it's it's shot in Jamaica with an Italian crew, which is a Mm. fun combination, (laughs) which is fantastic. Um, 
Important to note that despite all appearances to the contrary, this is not a Corman production. Uh, Corman, um, the rights lapsed to some of the other producers on the original Piranha, <laughs> and Corman was like, "Yeah, I'm doing Humanoids of the Deep, so you guys can you guys can take over. Have fun, kids. Better move." <laughs> and they, they poached, they poached James Cameron. They poached a few other people from the the New World camp to make this, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun though. You know, the, yeah, the, totally the Piranhas fly. They they can attack <laughs> land, sea, and air. That's everything, baby. It's fantastic. Uh, Joe. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, we got Stel- Stelvio Cipriani kicking up on the score here, so sign me up for that. Um, and again, it's James Cameron's first Yeah, film. I do like the music here. Oh, it's so good. I mean, Stelvio's like my favorite Italian composer. Um, it's a blast, dude. Again, I mean, what what do you really need to know? Like mutant piranhas that fucking fly out of out of the ocean and attack people, and <laughs> and fly out of corpses. Yeah, all kinds of places they're coming out of. <laughs> Did I miss something, or does that son really want to fuck his mom? Um, yeah, that's some weird energy. It's <laughs> weird. Okay, I was like, I kept thinking that I like missed a line where they were actually lovers and not mother and son. No, I mean, no, well, it's weird. Whenever I feel that way, I'm like, ah, you're a <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. They always kiss each other on the mouth. It's fine. <laughs> Lance Henriksen is great here. Mm. Yeah, he's always great. It's nice to see a, somebody you recognize. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, one <laughs> yeah, of the downers nice, of this movie. Is that, like, Piranha 1 is filled with so many fun, familiar faces, mostly because Joe Dante never stops casting people he likes. Sure. But then you get exactly. to Piranha 2, and it's like, there's Lance Henriksen, and then, and then James uh, a bunch Cameron of jabronis. never stops casting people he likes. And everyone else. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. that's that's all there is to say about Piranha 2. They fly this time. Yeah, it's aliens of the Piranha franchise. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Remotely. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nearly as good as aliens. I, of there's the Piranha like big... franchise, I said. If there was a big piranha at the end. Oh, man, Queen Piranha? Now you're talking. Real quick, uh, I think the only ones who watch this one are Joe and I. Raise a bick. Yeah, we, uh, again, uh, MD just did an episode tell, on that. Yeah, real quick, tell us about Razorback. Tell tell you about it. Um, well, we have a super deep dive that we talked about it for fucking three hours, but let me see if I can cram it together. It's- I'm, I'm halfway through that episode, Joe. <laughs> are you enjoying That's it? That's too much. <laughs> I am enjoying it. <laughs> um, it's a great osploitation flick, man. <sighs> when people... Every time there is a giant whatever uh, creature, monster, animal, what have you, they're just like, oh, that's like that jaw. It's like Jaws. And I feel like that's such a... Uh, that ch- immediately cheapens the film, right? Whatever you're talking about. Yeah. Whatever you're talking cool, about. Cool, that's just like the whole premise of this episode of the podcast, but whatever, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because Razorback <laughs> is not one of those movies that you should you should miss out on because somebody tells you that it's a Jaws ripoff with a boar on land, right? Um, also, another <laughs> that film that we'll awesome. get to. <laughs> it's fan. This movie fucking rules. Um, it's so good. It, it's shot. Um, it's shot by, by the gods. <laughs> like, it's shot by movie. Dean Semler, the same this, the the guy who uh, did the cinematography for Road Warrior, and a lot of. Um, Mad Max crew are on are doing uh, effects for this again. Like I said, cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, Russell McCallie is directing, and he's he actually did a bunch of music videos, um, which you can look up. I, I guess I'm not gonna really go into that, but yeah, um, he did a he did a he did a bunch of like Duran Duran and stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, but 
it has a lot of like Richard Stanley type vibes to it, where it's like this mm-hmm. weird fever dream uh, of a of a film, um, and it's more. It's a it's a definitely a straightforward like uh, man versus nature um, because our main character, well, one of our main characters' uh, son is killed by um, the titular Razorback, and then has like a vendetta against it throughout the rest of the film. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a great flick. Uh, again, like I don't want to spoil too much of it because if you haven't seen it, I was lit. I was legitimately shocked by Razorback. Like I went in expecting, oh, this would just be a fun time. It, it's like a real movie. It's very cerebral uh, and it's gorgeous. It's it's it feel it's like very like it's serious at times. Yeah. But then it also has fun. Sure. Uh, it like you said, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Blu-ray that I got for this thing is a terrific uh, 4K remaster that they recently did. And uh, oh boy, uh, bless the folks down at Umbrella. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's terrific. Uh, so you've seen this, Stephanie, right? Yeah. No, I'm a big fan. Yeah, this movie rules. Uh, I only just saw it, and I want to watch it again. It's one of it's one of those. <laughs> As the one person on the on the call who has not seen it, is there a scene where a man protects his family with an assault rifle from thirty to forty wild boars? <laughs> <laughs> no, he no. uses a rifle. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I guess it's still still watchable then. Okay, so this. Uh, brings us to one this is such a matte movie uh i love william girdler's grizzly it rules dude (laughs) this movie is fantastic i have bought this at least three or four times over the years (laughs) that's upsetting Uh, uh, when i was in high school i saw it at suncoast and it was a uh on dvd it was basically a blown up vhs rip that they just like some company like shit onto a dvd and like you do. Then about like one does uh, with movies no one's ever heard of. And then years later, they put out a two disc DVD, bought that. And then about a year and a half ago, uh, I believe it's Scorpion. They put out a uh, new restoration of it on Blu-ray with a bunch of bonus features. And uh, oh, boy, this movie has no right looking as good as it does. Uh, it's fantastic. I love Grizzly, it's it's almost like a comfort movie for me. Sure, uh, I love bears. I think they're fun. Uh, <laughs> this, this this like like when the by my house, not by my house. It's like an hour away down in Cape May. There's the Cape May Zoo, and they have bears there. And uh, while everyone else wants to go see, you know, the giraffes and shit, uh, I'll sit in front of the uh, bear enclosure for like an hour and a half and just like wave at them. Just really teasing them. <laughs> And just, like, have a conversation with them. Like, I love them. They're so cute. And I would not survive this movie because I would run up and give it a hug. Maybe that's Uh, all it needed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, just that grizzly just needed love. Uh, I love this cast. I love this cast. Uh, Christopher George is awesome uh, as the lead. Uh, I watched him recently in a movie. I believe it was, uh, what was it? Uh, Pray for Death. Where he's the villain. Oh man, that flat flick rules with Shokusugi. Yeah, he's gr- yeah. Yep, he's great in that. Uh, I, I dig this movie. Uh, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. This movie's that I, I enjoyed it, but uh, it it just felt like Jaws in a less scenic location to me. Um, I do like that the bear rips a guy's arm off, and then he gets blown up with a rocket launcher at the end. Those were two things that I really liked. I liked that it's fantastic. their jaws rip say. off 
in the middle of a forest still somehow managed to find a way to put a skinny dipping scene into it. I thought that was really <laughs> industrious work of them. Um, Gert, and, uh, William Girdler knew what uh, audiences wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt, um, I, this, this, this is just a fact that I read on the internet, so who knows how true it is, but uh, it may endear you even more to the grizzly from Grizzly. In order to get him to roar, they would offer him marshmallows. Aww. <laughs> so that, that's, that's, that's kind of the extent of my grizzly thoughts but yeah it's a good time grizzly uh stephanie uh yeah that, i i think bears are okay i have nothing against them personally oh the film uh yeah i i, <laughs> uh, I grew up going to a lot of national parks as a kid so i have a big soft spot to films that kind of set themselves there um i mm. thought the opening scene uh, the opening kill scene uh, that they do uh, is great. Like about eleven minutes into, women just get uh, torn apart, and oh, and yeah. they they just establish the characters and the setting incredibly well, uh, which is a really basic thing for a movie to do. But not every movie that would call itself grisly would bother. So I did appreciate that. <laughs> Um, I also uh, got kind of a pet conspiracy theory and that Ooh, I think oh. Grizzly would have been cool if it weren't for all the helicopters. Every time a helicopter showed up, which <laughs> felt like every five minutes, he would become they had enraged. The, they had a helicopter, yeah. Yep. We're getting every dime out of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the is like, you're overusing it. It's production <laughs> no, value, but you can't use it as a crutch. <laughs> But we paid for it. <laughs> and I also think if you have a fling scene that includes someone on horseback, uh, you can't hate a movie like that. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah, it's fun. Oh, I... Uh, <laughs> Joe? Jo? Oh, it's great. Um, I, uh... This is one of those things where this is totally a ripoff of Jaws. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, straight up. But it does it very eloquently, in my opinion. Um... I don't know. I, I dig it. It, it, it just it, it just feels good. Um, again, it's got that '70s charm. I don't know if I like it better than say maybe Prophecy. Jaws. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say Jaws. Uh, oh, Prophecy! I've always wanted to see. That. Yeah, the 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 one with the not mutant bear, Walken. not Chris, not Christopher Walken. Oh, I was wondering why the hell you were bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, this that one's uh, Prophecy, the one I'm talking about. It literally is called Prophecy the Monster Movie. <laughs> um, yes. That's but beautiful. it's about it's about a mutant bear and and mercury leaking from like a a, a paper uh production plant into this river and it's all about it, it's like a it's like a eco movie. It, it's really good in my opinion. I like it. Um if you're not, if you don't want to watch it, just go look up the sleeping bag scene, and uh, you're good. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I dig this movie. I, I again, like Curion said, like it's a comfy killer creature movie. Um, yeah, I really like the setting. Yeah, it just feels good. Um, it reminds me of going camping when I was a kid because I used to go camping a lot. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, that and, actually scares uh, the shit out of me, to tell you the truth. <laughs> what, going camping? Well, no, thinking, going camping and thinking about a bear coming and, you know, ripping you out of your tent or whatever, you know? I, I had a bear encounter once. Ooh, oh, tell us scary. about it, Matt. Oh, actually, I did too. Uh, well, I, okay, I went to a sleepaway camp. Uh, <laughs> I always wanted I to younger. do that, man. 
this was the my second time there, so I went two years in a row. The second year in a row, I got kicked out. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a whole. Thing. Uh, did you did okay. you did you did you light the janitor on fire by accident? <laughs> did you drop a bunch of bees into a uh, into a bathroom stall? <laughs> no, I tried to lead a revolution, and I was the only one who was down with it. So yeah. Anyway, uh, we were camping under the stars one night. And I woke up early and I saw a bear basically rummaging through a garbage can near the, the campsite. Oh, man. And I went right back into my fucking sleeping bag. Well, that'll protect and, you. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'll roll to and, freedom. Uh, and then, you know, eventually it ran away. So, yeah. I That's ha- my bear encounter pre-revolution. I actually had a bear encounter uh, camping this weekend. I, I just oh, got geez. back. Oh. And by bear, I mean squirrel. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so it had been raining all day, and uh, so we, we, we had kind of tuckered in with some snacks. And um, the, the rain finally cleared up, so we decided to go for like a, just an hour-long walk or whatever, but did not clear the snacks out of our tent first. And when we came back, they're a squirrel, I'm guessing. Maybe a tiny bear. Who knows? Hmm had chewed a hole in the tent, gotten our graham crackers, and then also just, like, booked it back out of the tent. A bear in his tent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a bear in his apartment. Um, so, yeah, Grizzly's awesome. Uh, if they ever put it out again, I'll buy it again. Oh, do you need it again? That's that's the relationship I have with this movie. Can... I've been buying it since middle school. Don't you have the blue, though? Didn't that just come out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you whip out a uh, 4K ultra high def disc, and I'll uh, buy it again. No, Why the hell yeah, not? Yeah, I know. Matt wants the VR experience where he can hug the bear. <laughs> Grizzly VR. Yes, exactly. Who wouldn't? Uh, Actually, I'd okay. buy that. Just hugging and marshmallow feeding. Before we get to uh, our next movie, real quick, I just want to mention the car. Um, I love the car, starring James Brolin. Uh, it's uh, a pretty much Jaws with a car. It's great. Came out. It's terrific. Came out in the late seventies. Uh, if anyone can pick up the uh, Scream Factory disc, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It looks really, really good. Uh, they did a new transfer for it. Uh, the first time you see James Brolin, he's in super short shorts, mm. and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> sight to see, and uh, good for him. Good, good for him. Uh, terrific mustache in this movie. Uh, there's one kill that like really shocked me. Uh, in this and uh, yeah the car check it out it's awesome it's a car driven by Satan did you get around to Wheels of Terror yet no I haven't oh, dude. No, no, no. Double, double bill that it's great okay. it's made for TV flick but it's great <clears throat> now is that a shark movie uh, no, it's another killer car movie <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what it's kind of like you ever see that movie Jaws it's kind of like that but with a car uh, wait is there a shark versus a car movie anywhere out there Maybe. Shark versus zombie? Right, we need, yeah. I, we well, need to yeah. Go, I need to Google this right now. We could um, write that, you guys. Like, uh, uh, talking about these movies, I feel like there's money in the idea. Shark, <laughs> sharks, on a, sharks on a train? Sharks on a bus? Sharks on the ferry that has a lot of cars on it. Uh, <laughs> hey, can we talk... Uh, hey, folks, can we talk Rennie Harlan? Yeah, we Hell can. yeah, we can. I always want to Thank- talk Rennie Harlan. <laughs> 1999's Deep Blue Sea. Oh my god, I hadn't seen this in about, oh, 20 years. And uh, it's fun as shit. I watched the first 20 minutes of this probably three or four times a month. 
um, because my fiance <laughs> loves this flick, <laughs> so we watch it before bed. Um, okay, I was, I was wondering what what made the first twenty minutes yeah. <laughs> before there's really any sharks like so attractive. What's this movie about, actually? Does anyone know? Yeah, somebody's about the deep blue sea. <laughs> uh, some uh, science poppycock, Alzheimer's cure, sharks. Thomas Jane in a wetsuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they make they make sharks super smart trying to cure Alzheimer's. And between this and the new Planet of the Apes, we have got to stop trying to cure Alzheimer's. Yeah, at least using these animals. using animals. Uh, uh, we yeah. should we should cure Alzheimer's. At least more more in a, yeah in a more controlled <laughs> yes, environment. Yes, we should. But <laughs> bold political statements here on monsters never die. <laughs> We should cure Alzheimer's, just not using animals. Because <laughs> we've seen what happens. Uh, I really like this movie. It's fun. Uh, it's a movie I used to rent a lot. Mm. And for some reason, just never watched it again. I, I can't just can't explain it. It's one of the better shark movies. It's Yeah, it's, it's genuinely good. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrific. Do you guys ever want to be a horny couple at the start of an aquatic monster movie? Because they just seem like they're having so much fun every time. I I love when it opens and it's like, what what am I getting? What do you what are we getting into with this film, right? And then all of a sudden, they're these these teens are like being attacked by the shark, and then like Thomas Jane literally comes out of nowhere and shoots this thing with a harpoon. I don't know. It's fantastic. It always it always made me laugh because I was just like, why is this scene even here? It's to establish that sharks like to eat people. <laughs> oh. Super smart sharks. So, so yeah, these scientists in an underwater lab, of course, are trying to cure Alzheimer's. Uh, my headcanon is that this is a operation that's run by OCP. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Because that's Dick Jones in the first scene uh, running this company. It's just side, Ronnie side Co- business? Ronnie, Ronnie Cox shows up uncredited with zero lines of dialogue. Uh, to like just sit n- next to Samuel Jackson, and uh, yeah, this is OCP running running this company. Uh, Sam Jackson's fun as hell in this. Mm. Uh, he's a lot of fun. Uh, he sure did like going underwater in the late nineties uh, <laughs> because you know he did this, and the year before that he hated Squid in Sphere, mm. which I gotta figure out how to get this get that movie on this show one day. Um, yeah. This movie's fun. Thomas Jane's in it. Uh, Janice Soprano pops up. <laughs> yeah, uh, he exploded hilariously. Freaking! Oh, I love that it's scene. So good. Uh, L. Cool J uh, has a parrot and bless that bird named Bird. <laughs> Vo- the bird's name is Bird, and it's voiced by Frank Welker. Which uh, bonus points? Megatr- Meg- Megatron. These are all points. These are all points <laughs> in this movie's favor. Uh, Michael Rapaport shows up. <laughs> He doesn't get eaten by a shark soon enough for my taste. <laughs> hot off, hot off the heels of Copland, and he's he playing like a genius, here. which is insane. I, I don't buy it at all. No, I don't. I don't, I don't buy him. Uh, one of the things I, I do like about this movie is that it seems to be written and directed by people who are kind of dumb, but it is about characters oh, yeah. and sharks who are very smart and. Mm-hmm. The, the one problem with writing is that you can't write people smarter than you. So it's just, it's very goofy all the time. It has a very kind of goofy sense of what intelligent people would say or do at any point. Sure. Uh, B, uh, B movie on an A movie budget. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. 
I like Stellan Skarsgård showing up to get murked oh, in the my 91 in this movie. Wolf. Oh my god! It's still bone chilling, dude, that scene. Oh man. Can we just list how Stellan Skarsgård dies? Go on. No, so, so first, he gets his arm bitten off by a shark. Mm. Yes. And then he gets loaded into a gurney and <laughs> helicoptered out. But then the helicopter is brought down by a shark <laughs> that starts chomping on him. And then he's underwater and drowning. Mm. And then another, the shark comes and bites him and uses him as a battering ram to break <laughs> into the underwater facility. So and I think say, that's the end of him. Let's say hypothetically, I'm okay with getting my arm bit off by a shark. <laughs> and I'm fine, right? I'm like, all right, that sucked. What, all this other shit what always gets me is when he falls from... Now, it's in the middle of this, like, monsoon, uh, 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 you yeah. know, hurricane. And um, he drops from the helicopter because they, like, are pulling him up on a winch. <laughs> and he falls into the ocean, strapped to a gurney. Oh, my God. It just... I don't know. It's... I got chills right now thinking about it. And he's just, like, in the ocean on a gurney floating <laughs> with a... F- fucking uh, uh, oxygen mask on and then gets taken by a shark and slammed into uh, <laughs> a giant piece of glass like a giant viewing uh, porthole thank god it's he art. has the oxygen mask because he's underwater for so long and dude. they wanted to make sure he survived all of it so that his death was more horrible dude when you see him and they're all looking like oh shit we gotta get out of here because this is gonna depressurize he's still alive Yep. he's just waiting for his air tank to run out how scary is that? Well, it's twenty. It, it it's twenty twenty in a death scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. My heart is racing just thinking about it. This year, we are all Stellan Skarsgård right. in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I saw myself in that scene. I saw pretty much everybody. No. Uh, like I said before, I really like Sam Jackson here. I. When I was a kid and watching this on VHS, I would watch his death scene in slow motion <laughs> on the tape. Because I thought it was the coolest thing, and it was like most one of the most shocking things. Yeah. Because uh, it comes out of nowhere. He's there. He's admitting to like cannibalism. And <laughs> yeah, he is. He's like, he's like, that's right. We ate each other, <laughs> and then bam, gets eaten by a shark. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, we're not going in. No one questions that cannibalism after he's dead. They're just like, did he admit to kill a guy? He ate a guy, didn't he? What well, conversation do you want to happen? <laughs> A lot of the CG in this film still. Holds I want up. that. I want that. I want that quick aside where like Tom Jane looks at the scientist woman and is like, he ate a guy, didn't he? <laughs> a lot of the CG holds up in this film, with the exception of that scene. With the exception of that, and with the exception of Michael Rappaport's death. Um, I I think that one looks better than this one though. A little bit better, only because they did it underwater. Yeah, and yeah, the, and it's dark. Uh, older CG does not work when it's broad daylight or like there's a lot of lights around, and that's the problem with Sam Jackson's kid. Unless you're when Jurassic kid, Park, it, it looked great. Well, yeah. When I was a kid, it looked fantastic. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, I saw this just real, real quick aside. It's just a funny thing because as it'll roll into the next thing, but like I saw this film with my with my mom and dad when it came out. Um, oh, nice in the theater, and then it's it was just so weird because the next movie that I saw with just my mom and dad and myself was The Shallows. Oh, shit. So it was like this weird thing that I was thinking about before. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're all in agreement that this movie rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stephanie, any thoughts on it? 
Uh, no, it, it's uh, great. It's glossy without losing its soul. Uh, mm. It's still very yeah, funny. It yeah. has a lot of personality. Um, but yeah, I, I saw this uh, when I was a teenager with my boyfriend at the time, and he had already memorized it, and I hadn't seen it before. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's a scene in this that's going to blow your mind. And he didn't ruin it for me, but when the, the speech <laughs> scene was coming up, he just slowly yes. turned it <laughs> to me and just started staring <laughs> at me. <laughs> So just, I always have this feeling of very high expectation when that scene starts building, but it is amazing. Now, you guys know about the reshot ending, is that right? Oh. Do you? Okay. No, no, no. um, So originally, Saffron Burroughs, who plays the the scientist lady, she is essentially written to be the lead character, and the end of the film was her surviving with Tom Jane and LL Cool J, and... When test audiences saw that, they all had read her character as the villain of the movie the entire time and all hated that she survived. Mm. And I just want to throw the question out to, to, to you guys. How do you read her character? Do you think that test audiences were justified in seeing her as a villain? Is that just sexism? Is that... Because, I mean, she is culpable for all the deaths, but so is Rachel Weiss in The Mummy, and we tend to be cool with her. Are we? Well, she's a librarian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, Saffron Burroughs created these flowers for Algernon sharks, and she <laughs> reaped and she reaped what she sowed. Uh, I read her as the villain throughout the movie. I, like even LL Cool J is like, really, you're going back for your files? Yeah. People are dying all around you, and she's like, I must do this, and it's like, okay, Doctor Frankenstein, chill out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't see her as a villain per se as like tr- but she will sacrifice anybody that gets in the way of the work right oh, without because a she's successful and I feel like that's the same kind of thing in the mummy you know what I mean like where you have this super intelligent person who um, is cracking whatever code or uncovering whatever mis- mystery of the universe right reading from the book right you read from the book you put you made the shock <laughs> smut but but like sh- they're villains in terms of like morality not because they're intentionally yeah. being evil, right? Mm-hmm. Does that I just, make sense? I've, I've, yeah, I just I'm, I find it interesting how, that the filmmakers could have miscalculated audiences' sympathy so strongly because yeah. it was the assumption was that we would all know and love her. Sure, and I think it's also just that she's maybe not quite as fun as the rest of the cat, I, and yeah, she also exactly. has a British accent. Yeah, which everyone also says evil. sparkles. Except mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. Very dry. Yeah, I mean, she's nothing compared to LL Cool J and Bird. LL Cool J. With his amazing, like, this is how you make an omelet scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> that omelets is... with most, two eggs, not three. Most, okay. people use, most people use milk. This is a mistake. <laughs> he created YouTube right there. <laughs> he did. I love that's that's his like last dying will too. I wonder if there's like he's a, like he's like this is my last will and testament. Here's how to make an omelet. I, I wonder if that's on YouTube, right? Like LL Cool J's <laughs> omelet recipe from Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> LL Cool J should have been in one hundred thousand rom coms in that area because mm. he is so charming and lovable and likable. He's great, and he is you know he. This is the second horror movie in the late 90s and two years mm. in a row where he survives to the end, which is pretty impressive for a black actor at the time. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's so good. 
He's way better in this than he is in H2O, though. No, I mean, he's so sweet in that movie. Yeah. His romance yeah. stories. Yeah. He ran to his wife. I love it. And he's Come he's on. a loving husband it's, in both. I it's love that. funny. I like it. I just prefer him in this film. He does have a good rap it's in this It's the bird, one. isn't it? It's the, I, I think it's the dynamic between the bird. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. really good chemistry. Because- bird named bird. <laughs> I love bird named bird. That's actually one of my notes where I, I just wrote... Its name is Bird? His name's Frank, okay? Get it right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mr. Welker. Mr. Welker to um, you. Did you guys look up the lyrics to Deepest, Bluest, My Head is Like a Shark's Fin, the LL Cool J rap during the end credits of this movie? Like all of them? No. Well, do you realize that they are from the perspective of a shark that got LL Cool J's genes spliced into it? <laughs> Can you please perform it for us right now? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, um, like he he starts rapping about how it's so much harder to spit good beats when you have a mouthful of blood. He, um, it's the, the entire thing is, I am a shark. I got LL Cool J's genes. Now I am part LL Cool J, part shark. Here's a question for you. Uh-huh. Ninja rap or deepest bluest? Ninja Rap's not even as good as Turtle Power from the first movie. Ninja Turtles <laughs> no, it just movie. has the chorus going for it. That's it. <laughs> well, sure. This is like existential. Like, he's connecting yeah. with nature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went out to, like, a cabin in the woods somewhere to, like, yeah, write lyrics sure for this song. Like, he went on a vision He quest. went to an aquarium and just like, hung out with the sharks all day, like, right? And just nodded solemnly as he took it. <laughs> He's like, I get you. I get you, man. I get you. Okay, I'm just going to read some lyrics for you. Oh, Our goodness. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Killers sworn to beasts, swallowed them in flames. They switched my DNA, tripped me into Cool J. I can't fight the feeling. I'm born to kill prey. So yeah, that's just fire. That wins. It's a great song. It's poetry. It's poetry, Jacob. <laughs> Uh, all right, and that brings us to our last movie of the night. Uh, 2016's The Shallows, starring Blake Lively, directed by Jaume Collette Serra. Uh, someone else go with this one first. This movie's great. It's, uh, mm. there's... Was this, this it, was this your first time? Yes. And oh, fantastic. Mine too. Fantastic. Oh, awesome. Even better. It's just a classic, like, example of the audience yell at the screen, mm. single actor trying to survive what would you do kind of survival movie. And you know what? Those movies are always good. This is just gravity with a shark. And you know what? That's great. I love that. I think this film, it never gets too ridiculous for me. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's so great about it. Um, it's very grounded. It's Even very, with it's the multiple seagull close-ups. Oh, my goodness. I, the Steven Seagull. I love him. Yeah. I love Steven Seagull. <laughs> Best supporting actor of that year. Oh, he's great. Yes, without a doubt. Um, it's a great flick. Um, I mean, the tension and the fear is palpable in that film. Um, oh, God. We, we, we watched it um, last night, and it was the first time uh, my fiance Julie, had seen it. And, and oh, she boy. did exactly what you were saying. She was screaming at the, <laughs> at the fucking screen, dude. Um, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. But when again, she first takes refuge on top of the giant whale carcass, I'm like, oh, no, that's its food. I, well, yeah. <laughs> Stephanie, what did you think of it? It was your first time, too, right? It was, and uh, I feel bad that I put it off for so long because I loved the entire thing. I loved mm. uh, 
how they build up Blake Lively's character with her backstory with losing her mom yes. and the, yeah. the motivation mm-hmm. to getting her there. Uh, that always ramps up the tension. I, I wish mm-hmm. more movies would realize this. Uh, yeah, like character development. Yeah, about what that? a funk. What, what a concept. <laughs> it's not cheap either, right? No, it, it feels it feels good for mm-hmm. this character. Like, this world feels lived in. Mm-hmm. The whole um, drive to the beach is just a oh, very yeah. well-written, oh, well-acted yeah. scene. And it's so just like genuine and cute and heartwarming and never feels like exposition for exposition's sake it just mm-hmm. feels like two humans i love it i right i love i love their their talk that they're having i really like the way this movie portrays like cell phones yeah agreed like the way it's like a pop-up on the screen and i'm like that's smart why don't movies do this <laughs> i I like that they kept showing that, like, emphasizing that she was born in 1991, and that just reminded me of Green Lantern when she, Ryan Reynolds, and Peter Skarsgård were all supposed to be the same age. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, you you, you Uh, keep track with the tide and the time and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I really like that stuff, too. And it proves that you can let your character be intelligent and still mm-hmm. have them in ultimate danger. Like uh, a lot of lesser screenwriters will just make the characters dumber, so it's easier to do everything. But um, mm-hmm. her yeah. intelligence makes it that much more interesting because you're like, okay, now now she's gonna have an idea. Um, and and yeah. because of all that smart grounding, I think it tricks you into thinking it's not very outlandish because everything that could happen to her. In that ocean, it does happen. It's just jellyfish. People constantly getting like eaten and eviscerated, and she's like, "Ah, come on." Um, yeah, it, it could come off ridiculous, but it's uh, it's really kind of a perfect balance of grounding it in reality, but giving us uh, just enough uh, violent absurdity with some really finely honed tension. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. Yeah. I, I was a little worried she was going to get the bends at the end when she's getting sucked down to the bottom of the ocean floor so fast. And like something that was just in like a, a passing comment, you know, she's talking to Carlos and she's just like, yeah, I used to go to medical school or whatever. And then like that plays such a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. role throughout mm-hmm. the, you know, her survival really about how she makes that, the tourniquet and, you have and like, like uh, stitches herself up and stuff like that. You have that, you have like the phone call with her father. Mm-hmm. And the text and he's with like, her you know, you friend, go back to school. Yeah. like, okay, she's not dumb enough to travel by herself, but the mm-hmm. girl is flaking on her now, so she can't. Yeah, she's got the Irish her. flu. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like that she says Irish flu, and the guy Carlos is like, oh, hi, hangover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's international. He's like, I've heard, sure. I've heard, I've heard this before. Um, yeah, I really like this movie. Uh, it's what made me like a big Blake Lively fan. Mm. Uh, I had never really seen her in anything before this, and after seeing this, it made me want to seek out basically anything she had done. And she's a great actress; like, yeah. she's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And like, she plays the way she plays a character; like, you buy into it a hundred percent. Like, I recently saw The Town for the first time, and I'm like, wow, she's damn good here too. Uh, love her here. Uh, this movie also made me a huge fan of the director. Like, it made me like remember his name. Where I'm like, yeah, I gotta check out everything this guy does. And I might not love everything he does, but he always has like an interesting take on the material or a different way to shoot sure. it. Sure, I liked House of Wax that remake. 
I only saw that recently for the first I time. It, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, very, it's pretty good. You know good. what? He's like the king of pleasantly surprising. Because I remember one right. day I just had yeah. some time to kill before an appointment and Run All Night was the only movie that looked halfway interesting <laughs> to me. And I, I really liked it. I dug that movie. Yeah. yeah that was good, too. Uh, he's good. And uh, I'm glad he's getting more bigger, bigger movies now. Like, uh, I want to see his next one. Whenever, you know, movies start happening again, <laughs> uh, that'll be that'll be a fun ride down the river with him and The Rock and um, Emily Blunt. That, that might be fun. Might be a fun time. Uh, so, yeah, that's The Shallows. Um, also, I just want to, if, if Blake, if you are listening to this podcast, uh, this is just an idea I had during the movie. If you ever join a roller derby team, your name should be Blake Deadly. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Yes. We can we can keep going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's our episode. Uh, I'm kind of glad I had you you folks on. This was a lot of fun. Kind of. Uh, before we leave, uh, let's do uh, let's do some plugs. Uh, uh, Stephanie, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, just follow me on Twitter, Scrawfish. I throw everything up. Jacob. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Letterbox as Jacob underscore Denoble. It's D-E-N-O-B-E-L. And that's about it. Joe! Uh, you can find Movie Dumpster wherever you get your podcasts. And um, nobody follows us on Twitter. So why don't you get over to that Instagram and <laughs> give us a follow. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Matt C. I use that name across the board everywhere. Uh, you can also see me uh, doing some stuff behind the scenes for Talk Film Society. And, um, yeah, stay tuned next month, uh, where we have a pretty big announcement. Yeah, we do. Be, uh, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna be big boys next month. <laughs> I, I uh, don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we got a pair of big boy pants, and we're both gonna squeeze into them. Okay. Uh, no, no, seriously, next month is gonna be fantastic. Uh, we're gonna be covering all of the Body Snatchers movies. Oh, that sounds like a good time, uh, sort of. Uh, so we're doing, we're, uh, it should be fun. <laughs> Uh, and until we get to the Nicole Kidman one, uh, which I am absolutely dreading. Don't uh, dread it. it. It's not dreadworthy. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And then, yes, next month, huge announcement. Lots of fun. And until next time, uh, stay spooky. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin. Deepest blue is my hat is like a shark's fin.